This is Adam Moffat, and you're listening to Sacramento's number one soccer-related podcast. Hey, Sacramento Republic faithful. This is John, and welcome to episode 14 of the self-proclaimed number one soccer-specific podcast in Sacramento, the Sacktown FC podcast, part of the Beautiful Game Network and sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm joined, as usual, by my co-host, Luis. Danny, unfortunately, is taking the night off. Luis, how are you doing this evening? Doing good. Uh, enjoying this uh, evening here in Modesto, and I think it stopped raining. It was raining. It was actually pouring a couple hours ago, and we're expected to have rain the next two days. So, yeah, yeah, not looking forward to rain, but it is what it is, and you know, hopefully, we get some some sun here soon. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I I totally agree with that. So, um, before we get started, Luis, any anything you need to let us know? Yeah, um, want to give a shout out to the official unofficial sponsor of the podcast and uh, new glory beers as we've been saying in previous podcasts they're actually offering a quarantine special of 19 percent off a case of beer and now they're actually delivering to your door and to all california residents as well so check them out at newglorybeer.com and enjoy beer delivered straight to your door especially um john's favorite the the gummy worm right john that's right. Every time. It's always got to be about the gummy worm. <laughs> so today we're excited to be joined by a member of the 2014 Championship Republic side, an owner of 54 caps for the club and now an assistant coach with FC Tulsa, Nemanja Bukovic. How are you, man? Hey, hello, guys. How are you guys? I'm good. Doing doing good. Like Keep, keep busy at, at home with, with the kids and, you know, like now with all this, like, uh, crazy situation with the with the coronavirus keep us like home you know so yeah. it's all good all good and to be honest i'm i'm really it was my pleasure to be with you guys and like and thank you for inviting me to to do this this thing with you guys thank you we appreciate that oh yeah thank we appreciate you, you joining us. us how's life in tulsa been you've been there for two years now how's everything working out out in that way yeah it's actually it's worked like pretty good to be honest and I'm I'm happy. I'm happy. My my family is happy. Kids is going to school. Wife is working here. So, you know, it's kind of small city, quiet city, safe also. And we find out we found out us like here. You know, it's really like uh, you know, like I said, like like said, quiet and slow life kind of. You know, like and keep us keep us happy so far. So we we enjoy. We enjoy it. Nice. So got some questions for you this evening, and we hope that uh, we, we are able to get through them for you. My, our first question this evening is, what was it like growing up in Montenegro and playing soccer in a country during such a time of change for what was known as Yugoslavia at one time? How, yeah. how was it for you at that? Uh, it's, I mean, that, that part, you know, like if I going back, like in, 20 like three years ago i'm right now 36 right so i started to, to play soccer when i was six in the in the school so it's, it was tough you know you know it was tough like you say like it was like on the one moment it was yugoslavia then like uh, serbia montenegro you know then like we separated just like montenegro but it was definitely de- definitely hard for for life not just for the for the soccer it was like tough to live there you know like it was war there and all that stuff 
it's it wasn't like that easy you know like it was really hard but you know like we learned to live like that you know like and to survive everything so the same though i say like right now example you know like i mean if i can if i go back like 20 25 years ago how i survive all the all the things like back home so i'm pretty sure i'm going to survive this coronavirus like sitting in the in the home like for like I don't know, 20, 20 days, one month, whatever it's going to take. But it was difficult, you know, like we didn't have like good, good fields there. Like uh, it was like, um, no, like a uh, rich country or something like that, you know, like the, the we had like turf fields or grass fields. We literally playing like on the, you know, like on the rocks. Like, I mean, this was like no field, you know, like every single park in, in Sacramento or in Tulsa, it's, it's way better than like any field in that time back home. So it's, it was hard, but you know, like we play, we play in that time soccer with, with all love, you know, like, I mean, with, with passion, with everything that's, you know, like it's for us, it just was most important to get out and play soccer and that's it. Doesn't matter, you know, we have, we had just like one ball, one soccer ball and, you know, like, okay, let's go and play. You know, like we play like from the morning till, till night, like literally like that. We go in the parking lot, put two rocks to, to represent like goal, you know, like, like that. And then like, okay, let's play. You know, like it's for us, it's everything is just soccer. You know, that's how we go spend a, every single day, every single hour. So it was hard, but it was fun. And to be honest, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I'm, 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 I'm kind of sad for this generation right now with all this like crazy stuff, you know, like, uh, like internet phones and all that stuff. The, the kids actually, they, they doesn't want to go out and, and enjoy play, play soccer, play basketball, play something, you know, like, they rather stay home and play like uh, I don't know Sony PlayStation or something like that, you know. So it's now now time is totally like changed. It's different time, and you know, like and also in that time, without fields, without everything, still I think it was much better soccer and more talents for the soccer than right now. So that's the that's the biggest questions what's going on, you know, with the, with the war. So let's see, let's see what's going to future. Give us even more, like even more easy for next generations. Yeah. That's the hope, right? We always want to try to make it easier for our generations. as We pass down ideas and yeah. concepts. What was your motivation for wanting to play soccer during such a difficult time in a country that was almost torn apart? Yeah. So like you said, is like, you know, like it was hard to find motivation, but again, on another way, it's easy. Like I said, that's, that's was my love, like first love, you know, like, and at that time it, it, we didn't, we didn't talk about like money or something like that. But the, the biggest dream is was like, okay, I want to play one day for like good team, like go in the Europe, represent my family, my country, like, you know, the good way. That's only, only motivation was for me, you know, like just to, to give all the best, you know, and try to make the problem, my family, you know, my friends, you know, like 
in my, all my friends. So I didn't like, of course, I had like soccer, soccer, soccer friends, right? Like players, but all my best friends actually nobody like played the soccer. So I was the only one, and you know, like they was coming every single game to watch me, and you know, after the game they like, okay, we called. I mean, you did like well, you did great, you know, like oh, you be you was bad, and you know, this this was my motivation, you know, that I know that all my family, all my friends coming out to watch me, you know, like and they're making proud. So, you know, it only 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 that. That's his only goal, you know, like to to make my family, my my mom, my my sister, my dad, like to make them proud and my friends. And that's it. Like literally nothing else to be honest. I can't to that's actually a good question. I never like talked like too deep, like, oh what what was my motivation of the when I start to play soccer. But back home, you know, like it was like every single kid, okay, the same like here in the States, everybody wants to play like American football or whatever, you know, like back home it was like, okay, you, if you, if you super tall, okay, you go on the basketball. If you like, okay, like normal, okay, then you go and play soccer. That's it. Nothing else, you know, like, and you know, like my father was like soccer player. It's not like great that he made like great, like, uh, like, um, you know, like career or something, but you know, like he told me, like literally, when I was three years so old, I was kicking the ball around the home, and like I said, I started when I was six to play like uh, soccer. So it was, I, I don't know, like I didn't, I didn't talk like about about that question to be honest before, but right now I can say like, you know, it's it's be like just to make my my family proud and like to try to get like on the there's some good team in, in the euro yeah definitely i think f- family is always a a big motivation you know and it's you know it's really great you know for them to be able to see you play live and you know to from you know to to be be there at the games and all that too as well so um yeah. nemanja growing up uh, who was the one player you looked up to and modeled your game after oh so let's say when I started to play, I, I was like a left uh, winger or left midfielder. And in that time, I would say like, I, I love a lot uh, the guy who is right now present, present of uh, our national team, Dan Savicevic. He played for uh, AC Milan. He, he's an amazing player. He played for Restart Belgrade and that guy is like next level, you know, like, uh, he, he, he won with, uh, Red Star Champions League, uh, to, uh, 1991. He also won the Champions League with, uh, AC Milan. So I would say, I would say him definitely, but also the, the guy that I really like it is, uh, Zinedine Zidane. So those two guys is like kind of like, you know, like that I really love it to watch them, how they play, the way how they play and everything, you know, especially like I said, like I told you, when I started to play, I was like, you know, like left winger or left midfielder and both guys was kind of like midfielders, you know, like number 10. So that's, that's kind of my position was before, but you know, like then when I, when I was like 19 or 20 years old, I can't even remember. 
the, on that time I moved back to le, left back. And on that time I'll say like, I like to watch like Roberto Carlos. So let's say those three names is like uh, my favorite players. Oh yeah, that's cool. Yeah, both both amazing players too, and you know, still still involved in the world of football, and soccer. So that's that's yeah. great. So um, this is probably one of the we usually say in a, in our podcast probably one of the most important questions according to John. But um, did you grow up supporting any uh, team outside of uh, Montenegro? So yeah, I, I mean, kind of yes. I would say, like, uh, you know, like, again, Bay Home, we love, like, the, I, I love the most, like, team there, like, uh, go through all, like, youth uh, teams and first team, like, uh, FC Budućnost from my country, right? That I play for them also. And in that time, Bay Home, we, we know just, like, for Red Star Belgrade or FC Partizan Belgrade, you know, like, uh, that, that team's from Serbia. And I was I was a fan of uh, Red Star because Dan Savicic, right? But also I I love it in that time like uh, uh, Real Madrid. I still still I love Real Madrid, and in uh, Serie A in Italy I love uh, I love it always. Actually, love it like uh, Lazio. Lazio, that's a that's an interesting choice. Why Lazio? Yeah, uh, why Lazio? I will tell you right now. Uh, there was actually the 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 guy who who is like a coach of of Bologna right now, Sinisha Mihailovic. You guys probably know know him, and he played for Red Star, and he moved he moved from Red Star to to Lazio, and I know like. I don't know. I just like start to love love that team, you know. Like, I know like no like specific reason or something like that for 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 that choose choice. But you know, like, I think it's it was because him and because uh, Nesta. I'll, uh, you know, like I I I love him like a lot. So those two guys and I love like uh, Hernan Crespo. If you remember Crespo, yeah, you know, like then. They they had like in that time they had like a like really good team and I love it. I, I love them a lot. It's crazy to think Crespo at one time was the most expensive player in the world and yet yes. was kind of underwhelming as a player. I don't I don't recall anything spectacular about his playing in the club level, but he was always a hot topic and, and was at one time the highest paid transfer. Yes, correct. Yes, correct. But but you know, like on that time, I mean, right now you you can compare that like uh, that numbers uh, right now and and before, right? Now it's like really crazy. But that time, it's you know, like everybody's like looking for the forward like him. You know, like he he's not like forward who is going to dribble like four or five guys and score. He'll be like on the right, right, right time, right, right spot to 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 score, you know. And that's that's his, the time is was most important. Yeah, you know, like he he was hard worker guy for the team and work hard. You know, like if he doesn't score, he like you know he give everything on the, on the field. So you know, like it's it's different level. You know, like 
if you remember from that team, maybe like uh, Veron. Do you remember the guy? Yeah, Veron, yeah. and then he he ended up at uh, Manchester United and was a flop there. Yes, yes, and then like uh, Almeida. I mean, it was an unbelievable good good team. They had a lot of good players, and if you think about it, and you were saying something that caught my attention with the striker position for Crespo, he's he's very similar to Carlton Belmar for the Republic, and even uh, Romelu Lukaku for Inter Milan, and that they both have that same tenacity and that ability to find find net uh, when needed. Yeah, yeah, Corey, I I agree. I agree. I agree. You spent 10 years playing in Europe before coming to uh, the States and playing. What is the biggest difference in the style of play between Europe and America, in your opinion? So, his biggest biggest difference, actually, it was like, to be honest, on the salary-wise. You know, like, uh, because in Europe, like, uh, the people, you know, like, they can like, you know, like after like month or two months, they they don't pay you anything, you know, like and like literally like you asking for the salary, okay, where is my salary? And they say like, okay, we'll we'll pay like next next time, you know, like and then like next person the month come and still nothing, you know, like and here it's it was different, you know, like I was like first time when I came in Columbus, I said like, oh, I, if I do I going to have like any problem with, about a salary like. The helic example when I before b- before Columbus crew I played in Greece, and I had like first year I had like kind of problems about salary. Like one month I I got paid, next time I am not. Then like third month third month nothing. Then like fourth month like I I got paid for like like for everything. Like you know like it was kind of crazy. And then the guy who who brought me with him in the in states, he told me like, "Oh, don't worry about that. Here's everything on the first and every every two every two weeks you you'll get your paycheck on the on the bank account." I said, "Okay, I I hope so." You know, like, but it's not just it's not just like like about money and also like uh, all organization and everything is is next next level, especially especially MLS. The first time when I came in, in Columbus crew, that's I was like I was shocked to be honest. I was like I didn't expect something like that. You know, it's it was like really su- surprising me for, for me, you know, like at that time. So everything is was like, you know, like about about this about the player, you know, like everybody like care about you, like in every single aspect. If you need something, like you know, like you just need to call and tell, like, okay, I I need this, this, you know, like they, they're going to work and they're going to try to, to fix it right away. So it was like really good, really, really good. That's crazy. I, I have always heard stories about, at least from the basketball side in places like Spain and Italy, where guys are getting paid regularly and their taxes are taken care of, their transportation, their housing. But I've never heard, and I've always, I've heard rumblings of it, but I've never understood that's kind of the life is that there's times where you wouldn't get paid for two or three months at a time and they'd pay you one lump sum or they wouldn't pay you at all. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that time now, now that's, now it's different story, you know, like now that's can happen 
because you know like everything now is under UEFA or FIFA you know like and if you don't get paid you know like you just like go through like UEFA or FIFA and you know like you sue the, the club and you're going to get you'll get you'll, you'll get paid you know for sure you'll get your money for sure but you know like it's it's not good if you go somewhere to play in different country and everything you know like and you you came there you know to play and to make money right and then like first month you get you got paid and like next month like nothing you know like and oh what's going on like why why I didn't get my my paycheck you know like it was difficult but you know like that is not like the happened everywhere but you know like you have like like some countries that is like that you know like okay if, if i go there it's you know like or do I going to get like all money that I sign or like I'm going to get like at the end of the year, like just half money. You know? Like that's why example, like the most players, the most players was trying to like on the, on the day when they signed the contract, they trying to get like, like maybe like 50, 50% of, uh, of salary, like in, the, in cash or like to pay like, a front, you know, like something like that. Just because you know to 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 be to make sure okay if I don't get like uh, sorry something okay I, at least I I got some money so but now it's now it's diff- now it's different now that that can happen so um Nemanja you um like as we already mentioned before you came to the USA to play with the crew in 2012 um how did you get on with them how how did that come about so I was I was in the Greece and. I finished season there, and to be honest, I supposed I supposed to come to go back actually in the same team, and something didn't didn't work well with uh, on that time my agent and the club, and through one my good friend, he knows the 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 guy here who lives in uh, New Jersey, he's uh, he's a guy who who came in the states like 20 years ago. He's also from my country, Dejan Drobniak. And he made a contact with him and he recommended him to him, you know, like if he can bring me over here in uh, in MLS because he had like uh, some players in the time in MLS. So first, in the first moment, I was like, I supposed to go to Portland and, and they actually sent me the, 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 the flight tickets and they were and I was ready to, to go like next morning, like literally to, to fly to, to Portland. And in the morning, actually, they call me, okay, we're changing the plan. You go, you go to Columbus Crew. So like, okay, I mean, for me, it was, at that time, it was the same. You know, I, I didn't care. You know, I just want when, to, when he asked me on the first moment, actually, we would like to come to play here. I said like, you know, like in the moment, yes, why not? You know, like America, you know, like that's his good life there. So why not? I want to try. And that time it's Beckham. It's, it just came in the MLS. And he said, like, I mean, if Beckham can play, why not me? You know, like I'll go there and probably it's good. So, yeah, I I, I came to like, I fly from uh, Montenegro to Charleston. They was there, they was there uh, for the preseason. And we, we had like some like uh, 
friendly tournament. I play like uh, two games, like clearly, like next 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 day. So and they just offer me the contract after that game, and they say like, okay, we want we want you to stay here and sign the contract, fly back back home in Montenegro to get all paperwork like visa and all that stuff, and I came back like right away. So just good. It's just good, man. I, I love the crew. I love Columbus, to be honest. So you played 15 games with the crew, and then you returned back to Montenegro for 14 matches. Why did you go back to Montenegro instead of trying to stay on with a team in the MLS? Uh, <laughs> this is like long and kind of crazy, crazy story. So... They didn't want me to stay in in, uh, in Columbus crew at that time. Like uh, the coach uh, Robert Varzika, he didn't want he didn't want me to stay in in, uh, in crew. And to be honest, I don't know why, because in that time I had like uh, I was like uh, second guy with uh, the most assistant in the team. In front of me is was like uh, ego in. So you know, like I was like kind of shocked. Also, that they they don't they didn't want to pick up my option for next season, but on that time, like Kansas City and Houston called my my agent and they talked with him to move there. Okay, and I was like, I was okay, I was happy, and I said, okay, give me just like uh, one two days. I want to just check like. Uh, which team and which city is better for, for me and for my wife. I mean, that time she was my girlfriend. And he said, okay, you know, like no rush, you know, like they're interesting, interesting to bring you in. So, you know, like I said, okay, good, no problem. And in, in those two days, I got a call from, direct call from uh, Chicago Fire from their coach, head coach. Uh, that time was like uh, Klopas, their coach. And he told me, like, hey, Vuko, you know, like, I just spoke with your agent. He'll probably going to call you, like, right after me. So I really like your style. I really like you like, as a player. So I want you to, to bring you over here and play for, for Chicago. And I say, like, okay, I'm, I'm interested and definitely I want, you know, like, because Chicago is my... At that time, it was my favorite city in the in the state. You know, like I love it a lot because, especially, it's huge, huge, uh, huge community of my from from people from my country. You know, from Montenegro, from Serbia, from Bosnia Herzegovina. It's almost like half a million people live there from from my country. You know, like so. I said, like, yeah, Chicago. Uh, I love it. Yes, definitely, I want. And after him, I I call I call my my agent and say like okay, just call like Kansas City and Houston and just tell them that I going to Chicago Fire. And he said like, are you sure? Because we needed to wait for like I don't know like for ten days to something happen in Chicago that they okay. And then they say like okay, now we can offer you the contract. I said like okay, no problem. I know that. You know, like they just need to wait for the guy to leave the, the team 
to open that spot for me and that's it. You know, like I said, like, no, we'll just wait, no problem. He said, okay, no problem. He called, right? He called Kansas City and Houston, told them like, okay, sorry guys, we go like to another way for another options or like, and for another offer and that's it. And everything finished there, you know, like, and I go back to Montenegro just like for my wedding. And I was waiting one day, one week, two weeks, three weeks. I just like, you know, like trying to call the the coach from Chicago, you know, spoke with him like a couple of times. He said like, oh, sorry, Vuko, I still want you. Don't worry about it. We're just waiting to, that these guys need to leave the team. So right away when he leave the team, we're going to sign you. Say, okay. You know, like, and, and then again, another week, another like two, three weeks, nothing happened. And, you know, like they just called me and they said like, Hey, sorry, Vuko, this guy didn't leave the, he didn't leave the team. So he'll stay here. So, you know, like we can offer you the contract. And I was like, you know, like, <laughs> what the heck? You know, like what happened right now? You know, like how that's, how is this possible? And that's why I actually stay back home for like just like uh, six months and then came back in Sacramento actually it's kind of crazy crazy but you know like if you I I said that that's maybe kind of my the biggest mistake but again you know like when I see like what happened in next next year like when I came especially when I came in Sacramento I said like okay maybe this is worth actually you know like maybe I'll if I go to Kansas City or Houston, it, it will be good, to, to be honest. It will be good. It will be great to stay in MLS. But, you know, like, I'm, I'm you know, like, I'm not sad and I'm, I don't care. You know, like, I still, like, I say, like, oh, you never know what, why, why is it was good. You know, like, something happened. Something yeah. good is going to happen. So it's happened, like, in next, next year, it's happened, like, pretty good. So I'm, I, I was happy. I feel bad that you waited out for the Chicago fire during this time when they were mid mid table with that, when you could have gone to the dynamo and essentially played, you know, championship soccer for a while. Yeah, I actually, they, so <laughs> this was the, the really like bad, bad, bad timing for myself, to be honest, that made that, that kind of decision because Kansas city that next year, 2013, they they won the championship so you know like uh, i mean it it's bad you know like and i feel like you know like like kind of like okay they they just tricked me or whatever you know like but like i said again i don't i don't look backwards you know like i just look forward so it's all right no big deal I'm still happy with, with my all like soccer like uh, like history and experience, you know, my my soccer career. So I'm good. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I mean, we without that we wouldn't have had you over in our championship team. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, let's say it like that. Yeah. So um, this is actually like a, a two part question here. So um, after your uh, brief stint in uh, Montenegro, you know, you came back to the states, joined the Republic. Um, how did that move come about? And uh, the other part of the question is, uh, what was it like in Sacramento for those two seasons? And, you know, specifically during, you know, that final game and the championship. 
So how I came in, in Sacramento? I mean, I came because Brecky, right? Brecky, he he knows me from from Columbus, from Columbus Crew, and he he called he called me like right away when when Sacramento like uh, you know like be, become the team like you know like him and he become the coach there he called me like uh, are you interesting to come over here so I know that I spoke with your agent also you know like um, he told me that you're interesting to come back in the, in the states I said like yeah you know like I was looking again to play MLS he said like yeah this is not like MLS this is like kind of second league you know but still it's it, it's going to be good you know I said like and at that time, I was like, I had like kind of some offer from uh, from some teams in Europe, but I wanted actually to come back in in the states and stay stay to live. That's that's actually was my goal, and that's why I accepted that offer from Preki to come and play for Sacramento. And to be honest, it's is like really good decision i mean right now after like all this year from 2014 till right now like i i didn't make you know like all, always when i look 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 behind me i say like okay this is like this was a smart smart move you know like so it was it was good that's how i actually come because preki only because preki because he behom was big name he was big name here as a player and as a coach also and that's why that's why i came so that's yeah. crazy i forgot i forgot that preki was with the columbus crew during that time yeah so he 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 wasn't he wasn't in columbus school he he uh i think in that time he was actually coaching toronto or i can't remember but i know him like uh, personal i meet him like when i was with my agent because he's a really good friend with my agent and that's how I, I met him and that's how we made make connection with each other, you know. Yeah, he was with Toronto, you're right. He was yeah. in Toronto at the time. Yeah, Toronto Toronto or Chivas, I don't even remember anymore. Yeah, he started with Chivas. Started with Chivas and then ended up in Toronto for a year. Yeah, something like that, yeah. What was it like yes. to win the championship for you though? Oh, the feelings about the last game and like oh my god i mean it's unbelievable to be honest it's like i don't know but to be honest the that night when we beat actually la galaxy with uh, amazing like comeback uh, i knew it i mean i knew that it's nobody can like you know like stop us anymore you know like i said like okay we we done we're going to win like easy you know like I knew that this is going to be like like really like easy for us to be honest, like because after that game, actually, I don't know if I did I feel like bad after that game or or final game, you know, like because I was like final game, I I came to the game, I and I mean I don't know, I knew I knew that we can we, that we can lose that game in front of that fans and home to I mean no. I didn't like. I sw- I swear I didn't like take any chance that we can like that we can do something that we lost the game or or go to play extra time or no. I knew that we're going to be done in the 
90 minutes and that's it. We're going to celebrate and like bring and be like, make the history to be honest. You know, this was, un- it was unbelievable, man. It's, I mean, I don't know, like, probably one of the best feelings in my life in, in soccer life for sure. That's yeah, awesome. that, that game was uh, unbelievable. I mean, the, the comeback against uh, the Galaxy 2 and, you know, they call it, you know, the miracle of Bonnie. But yes. it, was, it was just amazing. You know, it started raining, right? <laughs> as soon as yeah. the comeback started happening. So it, it was yeah. a miracle. But, hey, Roro really, man, he, he was something yeah. else that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, like, I never, I never put, like, uh, any team... On the one on the one player, but yeah, definitely Roro had like amazing night that that night. He scored like two PKs, that free kick in the last minute. So definitely the guy who stepped up from the group, and you know. But again, you know, like I like to say, like that's that's wouldn't happen without the rest of the rest of the guys in the field. You know, like so I I going to say like. And him and everybody else is is make make the miracle in the, at Bonifield, you know. Like, so it was unbelievable, man. It's it's crazy, crazy game. So you finished your playing career with FC Tulsa, where you're now an assistant coach. What's the biggest difference in playing and coaching? Oof, it's huge. It's huge. I say, like, okay, now. Now I understand everything when a coach talked to me about something about about the game, about the practice, and you know, like about like sm- small details in the game or on the practice. So I say, like, okay, now I understand everything, you know, like because I will I will start to watch this practice and games like on totally different way, you know, like now you're watching like every single like details you know like you it's totally different it's totally different so it was like something new new chapter in my life but i love it i love it a lot to be honest and like you know like i find i found myself in the coaching for sure you're always you're always able to lead on the pitch but i think as as a as somebody who does that it's quite different when you're having to to relate and it's easier probably to relate as a coach, but then you also have to be able to um, deal with egos and clicks. Right. So one of the questions is how do you separate, you know, those ideas and how do you make sure everybody's in the same uh, mindset or at, on the same page for that matter? Oh, I mean, you know, like, Coach, coach needs to be like you know. Coach is it's coach, so everybody, everybody need to stay with, stay with him. You know, like to follow his instruction. You know, like, um, you don't need. I mean, I'm I'm young as a coach. You know, like I just start to to learn and like to to learn from from the guy who who is the head coach. To I start to do like OFB license back home. And all that stuff, you know, like I'm, I just end up like kind of like starting right now. But how to explain, like, you know, like there is no ego or something like that. You know, like if I don't something, if I as a coach right now, if I don't something understand, like what 
head coach asked like once from the players i asked i asked the coach like hey, can you explain me like you know like what what actually you want you know like and that kind of stuff you know like and i try as assistant coach i try to make uh, uh with the players a relationship that they can trust me you know that i can trust them also and on the field and out of the field of course but again you know like at the end of the day we we need to know who is the coach who is the player you know like we it's okay that we make the fun and like you know i like, can have nice relationship and like be be kind of friends but still under some point we need to know okay who is who is the boss here who is the coach you know like so but you know like we had like in first year and especially this year we have like really good group of the people it's not just soccer players it's good group of the people and actually they they make for me even to be e- easy to be his assistant and to be their coach you know like and they show me a lot of respect you know they they know they know i play against some players and they know me from from the field they know my my career they know why why i did in in the soccer so they respect me a lot so that's also was good so i wasn't the guy who just came into the coaching staff and be their their coach and never played the soccer or something like that you know like so <laughs> i had i had i had like good experience behind me and i had like good cv as a player to represent myself to them to to be their co- to be their coach you know like and i mean that time 2014 you know like i i was defender of the year team of the year next year again i was like team of the year so then when i moved to in in the 11 to indianapolis there i was like first year 2000 so this was 2016 i was team of the year also so you know like play the final game lost championship on the pks so it was good you know like i had like everything behind myself to represent myself on the in front of them on the good way to to tell them okay i'm i'm actually you know i did something in the soccer so you know like i'm not just the random guy who came over here and tried to be smart and try to teach you something you know so they show like really like big respect to me and it was it was good it was good and still it's like that i was going to say we we were impressed with uh with your guys squad when we played you in that first game I was particularly impressed with Sean Lewis in the goalkeeping and yeah. uh, Rodrigo da Costa. I thought those two guys themselves kept you in that ball game the whole way. And it was amazing to watch your keeper the first 10 minutes, not even yeah. phase, made some terrific saves and, and kept you guys in the match. What is your, what is your relationship with uh, Sean Lewis? Uh, it's good. They had like really good relation, but you know, like, the keepers is like uh, different different people different players i mean yeah. they're like uh, they kind of weird they kind of crazy crazy people so but sean is sean is good good guy and he definitely he kept us in that game on the first like uh, 5 minutes like that like two three the the two three says what he made like it was unbelievable and i think 
that that gave us like uh, you know like okay another another energy to put something in that game and and show but again i mean we we had like we had like really really bad game to be honest you know like we we didn't play well and you know like uh, i don't know maybe maybe the players was under pressure because it's first game you know like uh, we play with against good team you know like in all this stuff and i i don't want to say they was scared or something you know because they're professional players they that wasn't for them like first game ever in their life or something but it was pressure on them for sure especially because we changed the name of the club and everything so that's actually was the first uh, game in, under the FC Tulsa name you know with, with new badge with new like uh, shirt with everything so it's totally diff- now we, we we like to say this is totally different club it's wasn't it's not anymore like uh, uh, roughnecks you know it's totally different club so you know i think somewhere like deep in in their like head and and body is was you know like kind of pressed there okay you know like his first game so you know like and all i mean the first game is always like hardest game especially if you play away so we we didn't have like lucky to play like example home with some like uh, okay team you know we play actually away against sacramento and sacramento always from the first first day 2014 till right now always had like great team you know like always played good good soccer uh, from the the their fans you know like and it was hard to play against them to be honest and we didn't have a like, great game but you know like the end of the day to take one point on the start of the start the league and start the season like that way it's it was huge for us it was huge and Sean with that says make like uh, unbelievable like uh, you know like just to give us to give us more like power more like uh, you know like confidence okay if we made mistake from him he'll be there to to keep us like you know alive so he kept us alive so it was good then you know like one good ball from Lebot you know to Rodrigo and Rodrigo is guy when when you give him that kind of chance he can miss you know like he's he's also really good player and yeah. good person so it's definitely we have like a good squad we have like good roster and i'm i'm kind of sad that everything this happened that we can actually play games and show the show the to people that this is like different team that this this is like winning team you know because i thought we we can make like really big stuff this year with this team well i was talking we were talking with uh Austin Gwynn who's in your guys' front office and he was pointing out players and i had been familiar with Rodrigo and i wasn't familiar with Sean but he said to pay attention to him and and that's in fact the case pay attention to Sean Lewis goalkeeper of the year that's my that's my guess right now but yeah. i also was really fascinated with your coaching staff so you have Donovan Ricketts who uh was a first team goalkeeper for LA Galaxy in Jamaica and then yes. Michael who played for uh, Nigeria so you have the coaching staff to really 
solidify, you know, a change from Roughnecks to creating this Tulsa or this FC yeah. Tulsa brand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, we know who is Donovan also, and Mike. Mike is a young, young guy, young coach who is like really motivated to like show that he knows his job, and definitely that he knows his job. He's he's focused on the soccer and his team like twenty four hours. I mean, many times during the night, like three three in the morning, four in the morning. He sent me the message, eh, Vuko, can you do this? Can you do this? What do you think about this? What do you I mean, I said, like, when I came in the morning in the practice, like, hey, Mike, are you sleeping at all? Like, come on, man, take <laughs> take break, you know, like, let, oh, you know, like, but he's scouting the opponent when we play against someone, he's scouting, he, I mean, he's an unbelievable guy, a hard worker guy, and, like, you know, like, I'm, I'm happy that I'm in his coaching and stuff that he, choose me he the, he picked me up for to be his assistant to like to learn from him and learn a lot of stuff to be honest you know like he's i mean he's just three years older than me you know but he was already work a lot with with the on the youth side and he made like really good like uh, results with the on the youth side so actually when i came to play for tulsa that year he was the assistant coach and we make like really good relationship and during that that time, and then last uh, last ten games on that time he actually t- took over the team. He he take the or take the team to be head coach, and that's how we actually make actually relationship. He gave me even in captain captain uh, band and everything, and he asked me actually to play for last season to stay and play to be play player coach but I know I kind of decided I'm tired of playing and uh, I want to make the transition in the coaching side and on the moment he said like you know like I want you as my assistant I said like yeah then like I don't want to play anymore he said are you sure yes I'm sure definitely so it's it's good guy it's really good guy it's, like I said like it's working like really hard. Like uh, he's into the into soccer like twenty four hours. I mean, that's it's unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It's always great, you know, when you can work with people like that. That you know, they pretty much you know live, breathe the sport. It's it's always great. So, yeah. um, going back to your um, playing career, uh, what would you say is your uh, favorite moment uh, of your career? When I won that. Uh, championship with uh, my home home team where I like, I go through like all youth teams and first team and this was the f- first championship for that team on the moment when we separate from from Serbia so when we become the one country when we become our country Montenegro so and this was like a third or four year of playing in the in the league, and we won the champion, championship. So I mean, that's that's club FC Budućnost. That's that's a club with the biggest history in uh, in Montenegro. I mean, they play like uh, in big Yugoslavia. They play like uh, first league. So it's it's big team. It's big team. You know, like and we won like. Uh, that championship, that was the 
this was the 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 biggest moment. It was the one moment that I play like uh, with the same team that we play like uh, qualification for Champions League against uh, Hajduk Split in Croatia. Uh, it was like thirty-five thousand people in the and the and the and the stadium. It was unbelievable atmosphere. And of course, uh, 2014 and Bonnie Field final game or semi-final, whatever you want. But let's say every single game, 2014. To be honest, because Sacramento become my my second second home. And I mean, like my son is born there, and we made like we made a you know like the friends, not just friends, you know, like we made a friends for, for life, like literally. So that, that kind of three moments in, in my soccer life. So Sacramento and, and back home, like that we, we won the championship and play, play that like a uh, game, big game in qualification for Champions League. Nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. So you're, you're an assistant coach now. You're, you're, you finished the, your level B licensing. After you've learned the craft of coaching, are you looking to return to Montenegro to be a manager or do you stay um, in the United States and try to find a team here? I, I, I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. My goal is, I mean, my goal is definitely one day, you know, why not to, to be coach in Europe and coach some, some team in, in Europe. But I'll be also happy to stay in, in the state and coach some team here, especially because and me and my wife and kids we are happy. We're happy in the States, happy to stay here for 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 life. So you know, like but you again in this job, like as a player and as a coach right now, you never know what's going to happen, you know, like and that's why I wanted to go in Europe and finish my license in, in Europe. Because UEFA license, I can work with that with that license. I can work here in the states, and I can work in Europe. But if I finish here, license in in the states, I can work in a, in Europe. You know, I can. I didn't wanna, you know, like just stay and be focused just in the in the states. So I wanna maybe one day if I get opportunity to go in Europe and and work in Europe for some good teams, then I, w- I want to be ready to just pack myself and, and go. But again, for now, looking looking for some teams maybe in the future to stay here and be like uh, head coach in USL or, you know, like maybe start with uh, assistant coach in, in MLS or I don't know, like, I mean, head coach, but you never know, you know, like, so... Like I said, I just start, so it's long way from me for something like that, and I'm just like you know, like open to learn, and let's see what's going to future give me. Like you know, like I hope so. It's some good stuff, like the same as a as a player. So let's see, let's see. Yeah, hopefully that that would be that'd be great to to be a head coach of a team in a major league. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. As a manager, um, if you had an unlimited budget, what four players from any era would you build your team around, and why? You know, like I would like to, I would like definitely to have like, uh, you know, like 
I know the people from my country. I know their mentality. And I mean, I know, I know that they're like technically good and all that stuff. So let's say one day if I, if I be head coach in Sacramento, I'll definitely bring like two, three guys from, from my country for sure. You know, like, first of all, you know, like, I know, I know that I'm going to, that I can trust them, you know, like in every single way that they, that they're going to fight for me and, and everything because I brought him, I bring him from Montenegro over here, give him like a good opportunity to do something. But again, you know, like I'll try to build my team first, of course, to be a good player. That's, that's normal. Right. But again, I'm going to look into his character, you know, what kind of like person he is, his personality and all that stuff is going to be very important for me. You know, like, because I love, I love, you know, like, it's actually try to have like uh, funny, decent players, but hard worker that they want to work and they want to listen and they want to give everything on the every single practice and game. They have like funny, great players and, you know, like, who is, and they're like lazy, they're like uh, sloppy, they're like, you know, like, uh, ah, it's, this is easy. We'll do like easy and like, and that kind of stuff. I don't like that kind of, you know, person. So uh, I rather take, like I said, like uh, two or three Gennaro Gattuso or Mascherano or like Javier Zanetti, you know, then like 10 of, I don't know, like, I don't know what, what player to say right now. Maybe I'll made a mistake if I say like, Zidane or something like that, you know, but I, I think they understand my point. So it's, it's very important what kind of person you are, your character, you know, your, your personality. So it doesn't matter. You, you can be from, I don't know, like from, from Africa, from Australia, whatever. You, I mean, I don't care, you know, like I just need, I'll, I'll just look that you be like good person that you like, you know, like, and, Good player, of course, again, like I said, but it's be very important what kind of person you are, like your character and your personality and all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's definitely always something important, especially when you're building a team around. Yeah, you, I mean, they, they need to be professional, you know, like you, on the field and off the field, you have to be, you know, like, like model to young kids, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so that's that's very important. So you can be just professional on the field, and, and after you finish the practice, you go on the you know outside and drink and do the stuff that that one soccer players don't supposed to to do. You know, that's that's not good. Well, there's two traits you can't teach, and one is effort, and the other one is uh, professionalism. So those are two qualities that I that I would say as a coach myself. That's something that you always look for is who's going to give you the, who has the best heart and effort within themselves and um, yeah. who's going to show up every day to do the job that they need to do and make sure they're successful at it. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, to be honest, like, yes, on the, right now on this level, like, I mean, they're, they're like already done. They're like uh, build players. So you can like, you can, you can teach them right now 
to be professional. You know, like that's 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 just something that you learn through the youth teams. If you if you become like a professional player and you play in, in USL or I don't want to say MLS, let's say just USL level, and you don't know how to be professional on the field and off the field, you know, like then you know, like then some, somewhere you made a mistake, my friend. Somewhere you you did wrong, you know, like or or that's on you or that's on on your coaches who coach you through the youth uh, youth teams, you know. So of course you you can teach them something else, like you know, like uh, every single coach is playing a different way, and you know, like and you want to teach them something else, but you that's the that's the grow up man, you know, that's adult, adult guy. So you can, you can like teach him and change his, his character, his personality, you know, like that's, that is hard. How you can, how you can change that guy of 25 years, you know, like old guy or something like, you know, like that's not, that is not possible. So you, you can teach him, you can teach him something else like soccer stuff, but like his character, his personality, it's, it's hard, you know, like it's hard to, to teach him, okay, you have to be sharp. You have to be like, to give me every single day, good effort and practice, you know, like, you know, he, he needs to have that already, you know, like he's born with that. He's born to be leadership. He's born, you know, to give all the time, everything. Okay. Of course, sometimes you, I mean, you have like bad day and, that's totally normal, you know, but you have to try, you have to try, you know, like, and again, you, if, if I, if you can teach right now, the professional soccer play, player, like 20 years old, 25 or older, if you can teach them right now to give that effort or something, at least definitely we as a coaches, we can push him to, to give more, you know, like maybe, you know, like he's the guy that you need to push him every single day. You know, like he's going to work if you push him, if you if you be on, on his back all the time. But he he's not going to push by himself, you know, like okay, I'm 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 going to do like this practice like you know like one hundred percent. You know, like that's 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 okay, but again, that guy is never going to, to, to learn to be to be like that like every single day, you know, because you know, like it's it's already over, already done. That's that's kind of my opinion. I don't know maybe I'm wrong. You know, like, but the those two years show me show me something like that. That you know, like the actually the some players that you know they got the, they they came the team and you know like on the first practice I can see you know like ah, he's like too soft, too soft, man. You know, like you you can you know like. And, you know, like during the year, actually he show everything what he show like in the first, first week, you know, like, so, but, you know, like, like I said, again, maybe, maybe that can change. Maybe that's just my opinion right now. And I don't know, maybe like I'll, I'll, I will learn something, something new, something that, I, that I can change actually on the, on the grow up man. So let's see. Let's see. So we just had a question come in from a um, listener on Facebook. Uh, Javi asks, 
would you come back to Sacramento? And you've answered that you, this is your second home, but sure. if you could, if you could share sure. with us, yeah, if you could share with us, what were some of the reasons behind you leaving for Indy 11? If you're able to share that. Yeah, why not? I'm, I mean, <laughs> I don't have a problem with that, to be honest. So I wanted to stay. I wanted to stay in Sacramento. And I had I had contract for next year. And I was asked just to do, at that time is Paul Buckle and Graham. I asked them to give me like a, another extra year for 2016-17 contract. And they didn't come out for that kind of offer. They actually told me we can do it now. Oh, let's sit after like uh, next season. I said like, I don't want to start this season if I don't know where I'm going to be like 2017. So I think that I deserve that I show you that, you know, like, like, I mean, I don't want to say I'm one, I'm the best player. I'm one of the best players in the, in the team at the time. So I think that I really deserve that kind of stuff that you, you I, at least to give me like as an award, you know, like the, 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 for everything what I did for Sacramento, you know, like, but they didn't step up like with something like that. And, you know, like then like in the 11 came with the offer and they, they even, they even like pay some, some money for, for transfer fee. <laughs> this was the first, First transfer fee in the in the Sacramento history. <laughs> so they they came with uh, good money on for myself, and they they came for good money for for the Sacramento. And you know it was hard hard decision to be honest, like really hard decision because, like I said, like I I felt like Sacramento like my my home, like you know like like literally like second home, like. I saw myself to stay there to finish my career in Sacramento, you know, like that's actually was my, my kind of goal. And, you know, like I was, I was sad. I was sad that I need to leave the team, you know, like, because in the moment, like, you know, after like 10, 15 days trying to like make something with, with Sacramento and they literally didn't want, want to want to go forward with me and I said like, okay, so if you guys don't do anything for me, so I don't stay, you know, like I want to leave, you know, like, and I was, I was ready to stay like for like really like a lot, a lot less money in Sacramento than, than, than contract what they in the 11 offered me for two years there. I want to stay in Sacramento again, but, we we couldn't find a way to for for something like that and like for for both for both sides it was the best best solution that to leave the club you know like it was hard is it's tough decision you know like uh, you know like to leave the city to leave the fans to leave the like uh, Sacramento family is it was like hard. It's really hard and kind of disappointing also. And, you know, but again, 
like I said, like like early, like I don't look backwards, you know, like it's happened, what happened again. You know, like I made like good, amazing two years in, in the 11, play like amazing soccer again, you know, like, and I, and again, I make good decision. You know, like I play like great, great soccer, you know, like, and again, I was happy there, but kind of part of, of me, like, you know, like, it's really sad that I didn't stay in Sacramento and, you know, like, and play all this year for Sacramento and, you know, like, but okay, that's, that's the life. It is what it is, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, you know, that. That that happened, but hey, hopefully when when we join MLS, you could probably join our coaching staff, and that'd be a a nice way to start the season. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like, yes, why not? Why not? I, I would like to. I mean, again, I would like to come in back in Sacramento, like just be on the Sacred Republic on the first team, like be like there, like a assistant coach, or who knows, or to be like part of a academy, you know, like. But you know, like for now, I'm I'm focused on on FC Tulsa, and you know, like I'm happy here. I'm happy here because people make me to, here to feel like good to you know to step up from me and my family to support to support us a, like a lot. So it's it's good good stuff is happening here. So you know, like now it's only focus for. FC tools, uh, you know, like, and we'll see what's, what's going to happen in the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, actually, um, my first favorite soccer team is actually uh, Cruz Azul from Mexico, and actually, I, oh, okay. I, I support them as well. And one of our uh, former players actually played at Indy 11 too, and I don't know if maybe you played alongside with them, but it was uh, Gerardo Torado. Oh, yeah, of course, we played together. What was it like playing uh, alongside him? So I'll tell you right now. In the first moment when when they when they told me, okay, hey, we go, the coach told me, hey, I'm going to bring the good guy. He played like uh, three like World Cup and like 115 games for Mexico. But you know, I, I didn't follow the Mexico like a national team. I didn't follow like uh, Mexican league. That I know the guy, and, and I said like, okay, you know, like who is who is the guy? You know, I mean, I don't know guy. And when he came, you know, like we become like great friends. Like, you know, like we hang out together, like a lot. Like he, he was there with family, with his kids. And, you know, like we, we hang out all together and he's a great guy. It's an unbelievable good guy. And I said like, okay, let me Google this guy. And like, I want to just see, you know, like, and then when I when I go to him, I say like, oh wow, what the hell? Like <laughs> actually, this is like big name, you know. Like, I mean, it's it's unbelievable, you know. Like the, you know, the happened to play with that guy, and I remember that some some of my friends from Sacramento actually, hey Vuko, can you can you like ask Torado for like uh, to sign our jer- jersey? We're going to send you the jersey. I said like, yeah, just send. Like, I had like probably like maybe like fifty people. You know the Mexican, Mexican, Mexican people that you know, like the support. They know him, and they was like, "Wow, like you playing with Torado." I said, "Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was unbelievable." Like, 
and they send me like the jersey they send me the poster of him like he signed i returned back to sacramento it was unbelievable man and it's it's great guy and it's unbelievable you know like he's the same age like as me i think actually he's a year or two years older than me but you know like that guy after after practice how much he care about himself and like what kind of what kind of prof- professionalism he showed to the locker room that is unbelievable man you know like he's just like you know i always talk with to young people to young players like guys just just watch these guys don't watch me watch this guy you know like this is a person that you this is the guy this is the player that you need to watch him and learn how you need to like you know like represent yourself in your family in the field and off the field how he care about himself how he care about his body and, and everything it's it's unbelievable person it's unbelievable guy yeah he i mean he he played like for 11 years for uh, cruz azul and scored a couple of pretty cool goals too and i mean with the mexican national team i mean it was It's like a 13 14 year career just with the national team too so yeah yeah, yeah. crazy career but a really really cool cool player yeah it's unbelievable good so vugo thank you for taking the time uh to speak with us today we hope everything continues to develop for you and that you're able to be successful off the pitch as you were during your time on the pitch with the USL we hope to connect soon and best of luck for your squad the rest of the season Thank you thank you guys. Yeah, guys thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank thank you. you Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Good, good night. All right, and we'll be back after this uh, brief message from William Bishop. You're now listening to Sacramento's number one soccer specific podcast. And we're back. So, thank you again to Buko for joining us tonight and you know telling us about his soccer career. And so John, uh looks like we have some news coming out of Europe, right? Yeah, so out of Europe, um we have gotten word that the Champions League and the Europa finals have been postponed uh indefinitely. The final for the Champions League was scheduled to take place May 30th at the Olympic Stadium in Istanbul, but UEFA has since come out and said as of today there's no decision um yet that has been made on a rearranged date. So May 30th was the date of the final, but they have not made a decision on when the Champions League final will take place. Shortly before that, La Liga came out and announced an indefinite suspension of all league play uh, through all tiers and will not name a potential restart date until the situation from COVID-19 in Spain improves. So we're going to be without soccer in Spain and the Champions League for quite some time. Hopefully they can figure out some things as we get closer to that Jan- uh June 30th deadline for transfers, but it's starting to look more and more um grim as we as we speak. Yeah, it's like as the days go by like we just things keep getting uh, postponed and you know now you know they have an indefinite start date so I mean things just keep getting like worse you know as the days go by but I think it's one of those things that no one can really you know say like when something can restart again I think it it's going to take it's going to take a while you know it's going to take a 
an announcement, you know, by the, the World Health Organization of like, okay, everyone can, you know, go back to their normal lives. And then I think it's going to be at that point that we'll, we'll get a more uh, precise date as far as, you know, European leagues go and also, you know, leagues here in the U.S. too. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see how, how that goes. So, John, uh, the two balls on a mic boys are hosting another simulated FIFA tournament? Yeah, so they're hosting another uh, tournament that's coming up in a few days uh, that anyone can join. We're excited to be a part of this tournament again. We've put our same three teams in the in the hat with uh, Manchester United, Cruz Azul, and Glasgow Celtic. And we'll keep you posted on our progress. But we do want to let you guys know that if you are interested in being a part of this tournament, please uh, direct message us on Facebook or Twitter or even Instagram. Or you can reach out to the two boy uh, to the boys at the two balls and a mic, uh, Chiva and Tony via Twitter at two balls and a mic. They will be more than happy to take anybody uh, into this tournament. There's no uh, entry fee, so if you have an itch and want to play a simulated tournament, uh, definitely reach out to the boys at two balls and a mic. Are they uh, giving out another Best Buy gift card or? So this time it's gonna be. A- this prize is a $50 gift card to Amazon. So um, there's definitely some reward behind it. So as we conclude tonight, we want to thank our sponsors. Uh, first, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, who is the official supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Yeah, so... Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com. So for those of you on social media, we can be located on most platforms. Uh, You can find myself at Twitter at SactownFC where we spend most of our time um, interacting with people and fans throughout the country and globally as well. And we are also found on Instagram with the same handle at Sacktown FC. We have two Facebook um, associations. The first is a page uh, that goes by Sacktown FC podcast. And then we have a group that has just about 130 fans or so, the Sac Republic fan group. And you can also find us on YouTube at Sacktown FC, where we have partnered with StreamYard to provide live content. Subscribe. Let us know what you think. We'll have content posted once soccer starts back up. Even before then, when we start to get more um, involved with the uh, beautiful Game Network family. Yeah, and also um, as, as we've said, you know, previously too, you know, we're trying to get to 100 subscribers on our YouTube channel in order for us to be able to do those uh, YouTube lives at games. So please help us reach that goal by giving us a a subscribe on on that channel. So thank you everyone for listening to us on all major podcast platforms and, you know, taking the time to engage with us on social media during this time. We hope you enjoyed tonight's podcast and look out for more this week, um, including an appearance from a local chief dreaming officer. That's what they're actually called and his team as they stop by to talk soccer and sushi. Yeah, we're really excited about that conversation we're gonna have. We look forward to more conversations with past 
and future guests. So be on lookout on all major platforms and we'll talk to you guys soon. Cheers, everyone. Thank you. Have a good day.